Today on Grace to the Hearers with Pastor Eric Kluth. See, we all have Philistines that are battling against us today. Relationships, personal circumstances, physical ailments, addictions, these things are constantly trying to destroy you, just as the Philistines were constantly trying to destroy the children of Israel. These battles, these things that just keep coming in and attacking and trying to kill you, to wipe you off, that's the heart of the Philistines to the Israelites. They were trying to kill them. Life throws us curveballs sometimes on a daily basis. Hardship is a reality for all people at some point in their life. Today, Pastor Eric looks at the oppression that the Israelites were under and uses their response as an example for our lives today. In the midst of chaos and danger, the Israelites chose to cry out to God. Well, let's join Pastor Eric for part one of his message in 1 Samuel 7. Who believes that there is deliverance in the Lord? Amen. Amen. So far in the first seven chapters, we know a little bit about Samuel, but Samuel now is starting to uh, be the leader of Israel in a sense of what we're going to see, how he judged them and how he was the mouthpiece of God uh, for the children of Israel. And so uh, the Israelites are in need of help, just as we are in need of help oftentimes. And God offers his help and he supplies the help. And I, I praise God for that. Uh, because there's many times where I need help and I cry out to God and, and sure enough, there he is because he is faithful. God is faithful all the time, even when we are faithless. And he offers the help that we need. And so tonight, we're going to start diving into chapter 7 by reading verses 1 and 2. And the heart behind these two verses is that you will see a nation crying out for God. A nation crying out for God. So... Then the men of Kirjoth Jerem came and took the ark of the Lord and brought it into the house of Abinab on the hill and consecrated Eleazar his son to keep the ark of the Lord. So it was that the ark remained in Kirjoth Jerem a long time. It was there 20 years. And all the house of Israel lamented after the Lord. So here again we pick up that the, uh, remember that Beth Shemesh, they didn't want the Ark of the Lord because they looked in it and God struck them down because of their disobedience. And so they said, send it off. And so we see that the Ark of the Lord is now in um, Kirjoth Jerem. And Eliezer is looking over. He kept the Ark. And it was there and it remained there for 20 years. Now, 20 years is a long time because the next time that the ark of the Lord is moved, it is moved by King David. And you'll see that in 2 Samuel chapter 6. And so the next time that this ark is moved is by David. Pretty, pretty interesting. But here we see that the house of Israel lamented after God. Lamented means cry or weep after God. They were crying and weeping because Israel was under constant attack from the Philistines. Constant attack, going to battle, and they were crying after God. What a heart that is, right, to see a nation and a people crying after God. Now, many times we can say we cry to the Lord, but crying after the Lord, meaning that you are longing for the Lord, you are trying to be with him and crying after him. 
Because here's the thing is that the people of Israel desired the presence of the Lord. They were tired of the battles against the Philistines. They needed, they wanted God to help them so much so that they started weeping. When's the last time you wept over something? Something that you wanted, that you desired so badly that you are crying and you are weeping because you desire that. Well, that's the heart that Israel is at. Because the people today are in the same scenario as the people back in Israel in this time. And a lot of times they don't know what they're crying after, but really their hearts are crying after God. They're longing for that fulfillment in their souls. And they go to the, to the world to fulfill those things, but really when their heart is crying, when their heart is broken, they are crying out to God. They're crying after God. The world has not changed. See, people are at battle daily, and they are being defeated in those battles. And maybe tonight you are one of those people that are in a battle, and maybe you've been through a battle and you feel defeated. Because these battles, you guys, are intense. The battles that we face in our life can bring us down. They can, it can hurt us. It can bring depression. It can bring mourning, weeping, crying, anxiety, worry, and no peace. That's why they're called battles. The battles weigh on the spirit, mind, and also physical body. So these people who are constant at constant battle with the Philistines, they were getting worn out. And so the battle goes on and on, and it leaves a person literally crying out for God. Just asking in your cry, in your weeping, through your tears, where are you at, God? I need you, God. Help me, oh God. See, we all have Philistines that are battling against us today. Relationships, personal circumstances, physical ailments, addictions, these things are constantly trying to destroy you, just as the Philistines were constantly trying to destroy the children of Israel. These battles, these things that just keep coming in and attacking and trying to kill you, to wipe you out, that's the heart of the Philistines to the Israelites. They were trying to kill them. And those things that we face, those, the things that I listed, those same things are like Philistines in our lives today. So the question that I have to you tonight is, is there a Philistine in your life? Is there that battle? Is there that Philistine that is constantly at war with you? But as I say, is there a Philistine in your life tonight? Do you know who is behind that Philistine? It's maybe, if it is a relationship, it's not the flesh and blood that you fight with. It's not the circumstances. It's not the drugs that you are fighting against. It's not the sexual addiction that you are fighting against. Who are you fighting against? The enemy, Satan himself, the enemy. The Bible tells us this in Ephesians, and we know this verse, but really grab hold tight of this because once you understand where the battle is coming from, it will help you know how to fight against the battle. The Bible says, For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, and against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. 
So the battle, the Philistines who are driving, the commander of the Philistines that you face is the devil and his crew. That's who is behind it. Kind of brings a whole different picture when you're looking at that Philistine. Because the emotions can fly, the flesh can come in. If it's a person, you might just want to beat that person up or separate yourself from that person. Cut ties. The addiction, you just want to stop. You know, you, why can't I stop doing this? And then you keep, you know, maybe you're cursing at the stupid bottle and whatever the thing is. But that's not what's in holding you in bondage. It's the lies of the enemy. And we must get this in our heads and our hearts that the battle is against the principalities of darkness. Are you like the Israelites? Are you crying after the Lord? Because if you're crying out to the Lord, let me give you a, a word of encouragement. The Lord hears your cries. Man, praise God for that because this is huge. Because if God didn't hear your cries, then what's the point? You're on your own, right? But you're not on your own because there's a God in heaven who loves you. The Lord has heard your cries. Psalm 116.1 says this, I love the Lord because he has heard my voice and my supplications. Do you guys love that the Lord hears you? Those times of need, those times of hour, even in those times of rejoicing, knowing that there's a God in heaven that hears your voice. Should stir in the heart. I love the Lord. I love the Lord. Jesus himself, you guys, gave thanks to God for hearing him. Did you know that? That Jesus himself gave thanks, saying, Father, I know you have heard me, right? He says this concerning when he raised Lazarus from the dead. He said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. When is the last time that those words came out of your lips? Father, I know that you've heard me. I thank you for that. So we see in the first two verses that the people are crying after God. They need God. <laughs> And so here, God responds through his servant Samuel with good instructions to go by in verses 3 through 6. Then Samuel spoke to all the house of Israel, saying, If you return to the Lord with all your hearts, then put away the foreign gods and the astroths, which are the Canaanite goddesses, from among you, and prepare your hearts for the Lord and serve him only, and he will deliver you from the hand of the Philistines." So the children of Israel put away the Baals and the Astroth and served the Lord only. Verse 5, And Samuel said, Gather all Israel to Mizpah, and I will pray to the Lord for you. So they gathered together at Mizpah, drew water, and poured it out before the Lord. And they fasted that day and said there, We have sinned against the Lord. And Samuel judged the children of Israel at Mizpah. So here we see the good instructions to go by, by the Lord. So the children of Israel are crying after the Lord. They need him. And so Samuel now speaks to the house of Israel and gives them four things to do. Did you guys catch them? Number one, return to the Lord with all your hearts. Number two, get rid of your gods. Number three, prepare your hearts to the Lord. And number four, serve God only. God only. 
So Israel hears the instructions. They put away their false gods and goddesses. They, it drives them to action. And God's word should drive you to action. God's word should put you into motion. And it does just that for the children of Israel. So Samuel then has Israel gather together as one group and has them go to Mizpah so that he can pray for them. And then at Mizpah, the Israelites do an amazing thing. They drew water and then they poured it out. They fasted before the Lord and then they confessed their sins before God. Why is this amazing? Because the people here are recognizing that they are broken without God. They are broken without him. And Samuel speaks to them how God can help them. Samuel was preaching repentance. Samuel was preaching to turn from the old and go towards God. Return to God. Get rid of your gods. Prepare your heart and serve God only. And the people, you guys, responded by doing a ceremonial pouring of water. And this represented them being poured out before God. Meaning what? They were poured out, they stood empty before God. They stood empty before the Lord. The Israelites were communicating with God by their actions that they wanted to be filled by God. And the thing is, is that people, you and I have not changed today. We are still broken without God. Man is still broken without God. Just as Israel has sinned, guess what? People today sin. And the children of Israel's, Israel was in need of repentance, just as the people of today are in need of repentance. The repentance that Samuel preached was so simple, wasn't it? It was so simple. Hey, Turn to God with all your heart. Put away your false gods. Prepare your heart and serve God. There wasn't a whole bunch of do this, do that, don't do that, don't do this, dress this certain way. It was to give the heart to God. That's what it was. That's what God wanted. He's not, the Bible says that God is not interested in the sacrifice. He's interested in man's heart. And so here, God lays it out simply for the children of Israel. Hey, you need help. I want to help you. Come back to me. Come back to me. Put away these false gods that are not helping you. Prepare your hearts by emptying yourselves and then serve me and uh, I will deliver you from the hand of the Philistines. Pretty simple, but yet very, very powerful. Prepare your heart. Prepare your heart. Remove self serve God. And the message today is simple as well, right? Turn to Jesus. Confess him as your Lord. Him alone. There is no other gods. And the thing is, is that we can place many things before God. We can place many things before Jesus. Maybe it's your spouse. Maybe it's your career. Maybe it's church in general. But Jesus Christ needs to be God. He needs to be God. And we must deny ourselves just as our Lord has commanded us to do. He says, if you're going to be a disciple of mine, you must deny yourself. Meaning preparing your heart for the Lord. You can't have the Lord unless you empty yourself, right? Self has got to be removed. If you're going to be a follower of Jesus, you've got to have the flesh gone. 
and then serve Jesus, serve God. And the thing is, is if you are broken and you do these four things, God has given us a promise in his word that he would deliver you from your Philistine. He has promised that. He has promised that he would deliver you. He will be your God and you will be his people. Jesus said, my father who has given them to me is greater than all. And no one is able to snatch them out of my father's hand. Guess who he's talking about? You guys. Those who believe in the name of Jesus, who are a follower of Christ, who are a believer of Christ, a Christian. (laughs) Those are the people he is talking about. He's saying that you will not be snatched out of my father's hand. Meaning what? That the Philistines cannot defeat you when you're in the hand of God. That should bring you joy and excitement in your heart, bursting forth that there is nothing that can take you out of your father's hand. Paul said this through the Holy Spirit guiding him, for I am persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor powers nor things present nor things to come nor height nor debt nor any created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. That takes place when you are doing those four simple things, but yet powerful things. The key thing is fixing your heart on God and removing self and letting God do a great and mighty thing in and through you. And so Jesus is saying, you know, uh, as the Israelites, Jesus tells us to deny ourselves, right? And so the Israelites, when they come into Mizpah, they do this pouring out ceremony before God, saying, we are emptying ourselves. So in a sense, I would pour it on the ground, but I'm not going to do that. They are pouring on the ground, and they're saying to God, this is, this is our life to you, O God. We are pouring our life out to you. We are emptying ourselves. We do not want our old ways anymore. It's done with. Imagine this is on the ground. It's gone, soaked into the ground. Leaves them what? Empty. And that's where we need to be able to fight and win against the Philistines. Because your flesh and blood will not overcome those battles. But when the Spirit of God pours his holy living water into you, you are what? First and foremost, you're clean and you're pure and you're filled with the presence of God. And then God then can bring the what? The victory in whatever you face because it's who living inside of you? Jesus Christ. So here, the children of Israel are emptied. And they are filled with God. And so then God is promising them that he is going to win. He's going to deliver them. That is huge. Because those Philistines are nasty looking people. Those nasty looking situations. Those situations that make you want to go in your room and stay in your room and in your bed for days. But God is telling you, you turn to me, you put away anything that you're putting before me, you prepare yourself by emptying yourself, and you serve me, I've got it.
I've got it. Do you believe that God's got it? Because he does have it. He has it. And so then, here we see the, this amazing scene going on. I wish we could have been there to visualize it. Way cooler than pictures, right? They, I mean, it would probably be amazing seeing the entire house of Israel gather together and them pouring this out because they were putting it into action. It was more than just verbally saying that they needed God. They were verbally communicating it to God by saying, look, we are, we are here for you. Amazing scene. But then... Verses 7 through 17, we're going to see that God comes through on his promise. Maybe there's people tonight who need to see God come through on his promise. But I'd say he's going to come through. He's going to come through. Now when the Philistines heard that the children of Israel had gathered together in Mizpah, the lords of the Philistines went up against Israel. And when the children of Israel heard of it, they were afraid of the Philistines. So the children of Israel said to Samuel, Do not cease to cry out to the Lord our God for us, that he may save us from the hand of the Philistines. And Samuel took a suckling lamb and offered it as a whole burnt offering to the Lord. Then Samuel cried out to the Lord for Israel. And the Lord answered him. Praise God. Now as Samuel was offering up the burnt offering, the Philistines drew near to battle against Israel, but the Lord thundered a loud thunder upon the Philistines that day, and so confused them that they were overcome by Israel. And the men of Israel went out of Mizpah and pursued the Philistines and drove them back as far, uh, as, far as below beth Car. Verse 12, then Samuel took a stone and set it up between Mizpah and Shen and called its name Ebenezer, saying, thus far the Lord has helped us. So the Philistines were subdued and, and they did not come anymore into the, land, into the territory of Israel. And the hand of the Lord was against the Philistines all the days of Samuel. Then the cities which the Philistines had taken from Israel were restored to Israel, from Ekron to Gath, and Israel recovered its territory from the hands of the Philistines. Also there was peace between Israel and the Amorites. Verse 15, And Samuel judged Israel all the days of his life. He went from year to year on a circuit to Bethel, Gilgal, and Mizpah, and judged Israel in all those places. But he always returned to Ramah, for his home was there. There he judged Israel, and there he built an altar to the Lord. So here we see that God is good on his verses. The Philistines, when the children of Israel is in the house, uh, as a house together in Mizpah, what better time to attack? What better time to bring an attack on the children of Israel? And so the Philistines gather this plan and say, we are going to get uh, together and fight against the, uh, the Israelites. And they went up against them. And Israel, they heard that the Philistines were coming and they became afraid. And so they asked Samuel, Samuel, please cry out to the Lord. Because remember what was just taking place. Samuel just said that God would deliver them from the hand of the Philistines. And here they go again against another battle. You've been listening to Grace to the Hearers, the radio ministry of Pastor Eric Kluth of Calvary Chapel Coolidge in Coolidge, Arizona. CD copies of today's study are available when you email us at info at gracetothehearers.com. That's info at gracetothehearers.com. 
Today's message, as originally presented at Calvary Chapel Coolidge, can be downloaded from our website at gracetothehearers.com. If you can't get to your computer to download or place an order, you can always call us at 520-723-7047. We'll be happy to help you. Again, that number is 520-723-7047. We are so blessed by the technology that we have these days. Most of us have numerous versions of the Bible, and now with mobile technology, we have the Bible right on our phones and tablets. Grace to the Hearers is available in podcast format for use on any device. Simply log on to gracetothehearers.com and follow the links to subscribe to the Grace to the Hearers podcast. Or simply search for Grace to the Hearers in the iTunes Store. Again, our web address is gracetothehearers.com. Subscribing to a podcast like Grace to the Hearers is a wonderful way to infuse God's Word into your everyday life. Please log on to gracetothehearers.com today and subscribe to the Grace to the Hearers podcast. Now please place a marker in your Bibles and make plans to join us again. Pastor Eric will continue teaching verse by verse through the book of 1 Samuel, right here on Grace to the Hearers.